report to the cloud and recording. Okay, so we're recording. Uh, hi everyone, my name is Diana Kaufman. I am a uh, college counselor and today I'm interviewing one of my uh, star students. His name is Angel Mancera and he will be beginning his sophomore year at Columbia University. And um, I'll allow him to let, tell us a little bit about himself, his personal life, his college life, and uh, also what he's going to study. So anyway, Angel, nice to have you here. This is very exciting. Thank and, you so much, uh, Diana. My pleasure. So if you'll tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about, you know, Columbia and what you're going to study or what you're studying already, sorry, and then about your second year that you're going to begin in these circumstances with the COVID-19 situation. Yes, so I was born in Caracas, Venezuela, and I lived there my whole life. I studied in the same high school and elementary, middle school, and high school for, for my whole life, and which is Colegio Integral de la Vila, and it's a great institution. As you know, we have the International Bachelorette Program too, so that was something that helped me and my academic development throughout those years. And particularly, I, I applied with you to, uh, to several colleges and I got into Columbia University. And I, I'm going into my second year of university. I decided to study financial engineering and I'm doing some concentration on artificial intelligence and in computer science. And yeah, so my motivation to study what that was sort of the interest I have between the intersection in computer science and finance and financial engineering essentially is the career that offers you that intersection. And it's the appliance of computer science techniques to, to finance itself. That's very interesting. I'd never even heard of financial engineering until you told me about it. So it's quite fascinating. Is it a, a, quite a new um, career or major? It's a new major and it's one that mm -hmm. Columbia offered only to a limited amount of people in the university. It's now that there has been a lot of demand for the major and they extended it to, to more people. They, before it used to have a cap on the people and that could take it and you, would, you needed to have a, a GPA above 3.8 to be able to take the, the concentration, the major. And just this year, Columbia released that anyone in good academic standing with the university can go for the major. But yeah, it's, it's a new major. It's something unheard of with the, I believe that with the development of technology and how it's being applied now to the, to the finance sector specifically, um, it gave an opportunity for this career to arise. And I think it's just um, a, good, a good approach for, for what's to come in the future. And so how many of, of you right now are studying financial engineering or going towards it? Because I imagine you start in your third year or are you starting now in your well, sophomore year, your second I, year? I'm starting now in my sophomore year. Um, mm -hmm. the, first year is for the, the first year is specifically for the basic um, or the basic courses that you need to take, as, as they call it in Venezuela, los cursos mm -hmm. básicos, that mm -hmm. you need to take for... For, for, you know, developing the foundations to what you're later on going to do. So my first year was just taking, you know, my math requirements, my, my chemistry requirements, physics, um, all tailored to that engineering side of things. And 
now it's in my second year that I'm actually going into specific um, courses from my major. And about the amount of people in the career, as I'm not officially registered in the course and, and people who are sophomores and register for, for the major, I think in this spring semester. Um, That's correct. That's correct. I, I do not know the numbers, but I know that most people in Columbia engineering do go towards the computer science or financial engineering, IOR, operations research major. That's very interesting. I, I, I think it's fascinating, these new careers that are, that are coming forward and that somebody as forward thinking as Columbia has actually created, you know, created a major around yep. that. You know, that, that's fantastic. Um, and have you been doing any kind of internship uh, that has, uh, you know, to, something to do with, with your future major? So Columbia actually gave me the opportunity to work directly with a professor and the financial engineering department. And Columbia gave a lot of opportunities for especially undergraduate students during those, these times to work in internships with companies of alumni. Um, and they do it through, through the Almer Works Foundation, I believe. And they also gave a lot of research opportunities for people who were like, they really wanted to, the, the students in Colombia have a, have a great drive and everyone wanted to participate, you know, with the free time and being stuck home because of quarantine. Everyone wanted to participate in, in you know, the academic side of things and also like the, the job experience side of things. So I reached out to, to a lot of professors and Professor Ali Hirsa from the financial engineering department actually responded that he was happy to work with me. So I'm working on, with one of his um, research assistants or professors who are assistants of him in, in two projects in, in real estate. And is this a continuing uh, a job? I mean, in, you know, uh, that you're going to be doing or this is only a summer uh, internship? Yeah, it's, well, it's not actually an internship. It's more considered re on the research side of things. Even though, even though uh, we're working directly with a company and we're you know we're building a product for them essentially like with with jp morgan we're developing a model that is going to aid them in their investment decisions and for rxr we're essentially um creating models for elevator usage or elevator optimization so that during the pandemic with the constraints of the whole situation we can assess what's the best way for for Determining, you know, how many people will go into the elevator, minimizing risk and also minimizing, minimizing wait time or like people who are going to be in the lobby and everything. Um, so even though we're working directly with the companies and it could be called an internship for like legal reasons, they, they consider it more a research side of things in Colombia because if the, the company would say like it's an internship, they would have to pay us or if not, they could get in trouble with the government so they tell us like guys you're under a research position with Columbia even though you're essentially doing the same things that you would do in an internship in the company right right well and and you are doing a lot of, of research I mean that's really what what it is yeah. you know so uh, definitely I can see why it, they would lean towards the research and, and and then and yet you have you know the same opportunities that's wonderful wonderful yeah. very very interesting fascinating and um, 
Go ahead. Sorry. It's very exciting because it's essentially what, what I like and what I've seen so far is that working in, in real estate, it's a lot about data science and data management um, side of things. So at the moment, we're just like, um, we've been compiling data from public sources and now we're seeing how we're going to model things um, to, to see what the data can give us about um, residential prices or just how, like what indicators are good for, what are good indicators for like good investment decisions. So it, it's very yeah. exciting. It is. It is very interesting. I mean, and of course, I know nothing about what you're talking about, but it sounds fascinating. And I, I do have some questions for you. Like, uh, what did you like about um, your freshman year? You know, um, when, and, and also, what would you recommend to freshmen coming in now in, in September 2020? So w when I speak with most people who are coming into university now they ask me that same question and i think that what i valued the most during my first year was the peers i made from all around the globe and i can say that colombia has one of the most magnificent magnificent people i've ever met in my life people who inspire you to go forward people who want to work with you uh, to make a better world and uh, i've had the opportunity of meeting a lot of people from latin america um, I have a lot of friends from Europe, from the Middle East, from every place. And it's just like a, a big cocktail of like people from all around the world. And I think that's something that um, enriches the culture a lot. And the whole scene with New York and, you know, you could at the moment, I think things will be different when I go back, back to campus with the, with the pandemic. But um at least I got the chance for my, for my freshman year to be, you know, like going out, doing stuff with people, participating in clubs and organizations and fun things at, on campus. I mean, I, I have to say that the, the best part of my freshman year was the people I, I spent time with. And I imagine that somehow that's also going to happen when you go back, because I mean, we'll be on campus you might have to, you know, uh, practice social distancing, but I'm sure that there will be a lot of interaction and, you know, uh, in a different manner. But, you know, you are on campus, you do meet yeah. people and, I mean, you have made friends. And, and, of course, I'm sure that the freshmen coming in, it will be the same thing, maybe, maybe less people. I don't know if, if they're allowing the same amount of people, you know, on campus or not, but... Still, if it's such an international environment, which I think is, is fantastic and fascinating, and, and I think it must be something that is so important, you know, so that, that you do as a students get to know uh, different cultures, you know? Yeah. So that's, and I think that's... Colombia made the right choice with, with the decision they made at the end of the day. What they decided was to reduce the campus population by 40%. And essentially what they did is that only the freshmen and sophomore classes will get to go to the university while uh, juniors and seniors will stay home. And then for the spring semester, it will be juniors and seniors coming back and the freshmen and sophomores staying home. Oh, I see what they're going to do. Very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. It, so in that way, they managed to, to create the right conditions or for, for it to be lo logistically 
doable to have all those people in campus and and not have like a great risk. Um, and I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of online uh, virtual sessions for, for people to get to know each other. Um, coming up, we have about, um, I think, five or six sessions for, you know, like Eastern and from New York, people from New York, people from the West uh, wing of the United States, people from Europe. And I've, I've signed up to a lot of them as, as student leaders, like they reached out to us to ask, you know, like, could you guys join and tell us about your experience in Colombia this first year? And we were happy to help. That's wonderful. That's, it's also, again, a, a, a very interesting experience. So, you know, again, I'm fascinated by everything that you're telling me. Um, so uh, if you also could talk about a little bit about the teachers that you've had in the past, uh, both in high school and in this past year at Columbia, maybe you could tell us a little bit about them and what was so compelling about them, you know, what you, what you really liked. Yeah, so... I think you'll always find different kinds of teachers. And this is the case in every institution, even in the top tier institutions in the world, where you'll just find some professors whose teaching methods don't stick with you. But I think for the most part, something very special. In my high school, I had a very good experience, particularly with my literature professor. He was an amazing, um, he was an amazing professor and he taught me, you know, before that, I, ha I had had professors who didn't really make me interesting, interested in, in literature mm -hmm. as a whole. So I was just like um, very tired of it. And then he walked in and he, you know, brought excitement and everything forward. And my love for literature arose. And you know that nowadays I pretty much I'm a big literature guy and I love writing and, and everything. And um, so that was like probably one of my best experiences with the, with the IB and the whole international bachelorette program and having him as a professor, like assigning me readings and, you know, writings. So I, all the time, so I could better my, my way of writing. And I think it's that sort of professors that, that break your previous conventions about a particular subject and teach you the, um, the the depths of of the actual subject and like the beauty of it i think it's that kind of professors that really mark you and that was my high school experience i think he was definitely um the best professor i had and um, mm -hmm. recently he passed away so i'm very sad about that but oh yes yes i did hear i see it's it's about it's him oh i heard yeah. about that that was very sad you know i'm very sorry for you because yeah. it was a big loss for for the school and for everybody, actually. And as a, human, as a human being, he was really one of the nicest people I know. Yeah, that's, that's what everybody has told me, you know, and that was very sad and, and, and I was sorry to hear that because um, it was a big loss for, for a lot of people. Um, yes. Yeah. And so, And, and did you, sorry, go ahead. Diana, can you hear me now? Sorry that we were sort of the internet. Yeah, uh, sorry, the internet was a little bit uh, off. 
no problem anyway let's see now yeah if we can recover (laughs) sorry about that and in the Mm -hmm. university i think i found i found like when i came there i i was just like amazed by by how this like professors in my econ class and my calculus class were like my programming classes were just um how, how they took the lectures how like energetic they were and how you know like how much i learned i i think it was something amazing and particularly i think the best professor i've had in colombia is my calculus professor for the first two semesters mm-hmm. and he, he was just uh, first week of classes he's probably one of the hardest professors i've ever taken in my life in that that he didn't he didn't really want he didn't really like to to give you or like the um, he would give you a lot of loose ends on on things and you would have to connect the dots yourself so calculus concepts he wanted us to rediscover them instead of him teaching it to us and it was like a very difficult dynamic to get used to but i stick through with him and i find him to be like one of the most fascinating professors i've ever taken in my life and i think like now with the whole mathematical jargon and notations and everything it's just easier for me to understand because i went through with the hard times you know the difficult times with the professor and after that first month like it's funny during the first two weeks like half the class dropped and we were a class of about 200 people and we ended up being like 80 after those two weeks because of the first two assignments they were too hard and essentially um you know i stick through and i he he just unraveled himself as a marvelous professor and as someone who who wanted you to discover the theoretical side of things for for yourself and and tackle more on the on the foundations behind and trying to, you know, use a mathematical reason properly to come with concepts in in your own fashion. And I mean, I think he's one of the best professors I've ever taken. He he was just astounding. Yeah, that that's fascinating because I've often heard that your most difficult and hated professors in the beginning turn out to be the best. And so it seems to be that that happened to you with this particular professor. And I'm very happy for you because that's a fabulous experience to go through, you know, Mm -hmm. and that you stuck through it. That's, that's a good one too. You know, I I took in my first semester and a lot of people Mm -hmm. who took the class in the first semester did not want to take it the second semester for Mm -hmm. calculus too. But I managed to convince my, my friends who didn't take it with him the first semester to take it with him the second semester. And at the beginning, they didn't really like him. Same story all over again. But then they they stuck through with, with me in the class. And, you know, we had so much fun during those problem sets. And I think when when you get to the point where you're, you're having fun with what you're doing, I think that's probably the best learning experience you can get. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree with you. That's really, really fascinating. And as I say, this is so exciting, everything you're telling me. Um, and what is your favorite subject or what are your favorite subjects or do you have only one? Do you have two? I mean, tell me a little bit about your favorite subjects and why. So my two favorite subjects I've taken so far in Colombia 
are computer science or Java programming. And mm -hmm. I took calculus as well. Like my mathematics class, as I told you, was mm -hmm. like really marked my, my experience at Columbia. And from high school, I love my liter literature courses and I haven't had a chance to, to take one in Colombia yet, but in the upcoming semester, I'm going to take philosophy and music. So that's going to be very interesting. And I'll, I'll let you know how that goes. For and, sure. And that sounds like a, an interesting balance too, you know? Yeah. And that's what I was trying to do this semester. Like my first year was specifically science intensive and I had to take you know my physics requirements my chemistry requirements my math requirements computer science requirements and economics it was a lot of the the sciences and not so much of the humanitarian side of things humanity side of things so I got the opportunity this semester to to balance it a little bit and I I decided to take you know music and philosophy but I'm also taking probability and then the upcoming course on computer science, which is advanced programming, I believe. And I'm taking my math requirement, multivariable calculus. Great. That sounds that it's going to be a very busy year. <laughs> so be a fun um, one. yes, definitely that I am sure. Of. Um, so how do you see uh, education evolving in the future? I think that with everything that has been going on with the pandemic, um, ed education is going to move towards online. Um, if you do have the availability to, to take it in person, I think that won't really be altered when, when the whole situation is overcome with the pandemic. Um, but I think it's definitely something good because a lot of people who didn't have access to, to great resources and education from the top universities like Columbia or Harvard or Oxford and now they're going to have that all available in the internet so someone who who doesn't necessarily have the means to to go to a university um he could still you know take the courses online and learn a lot of the things we're learning in campus and I think that's something that's very good and the fact that everything is also Online, I believe, is going to be like an alternative as if something happens, then we already have the framework to, you know, extend their classes to, to online, taking them by Zoom and everything. And while like tele telecommunications also improve, like sometimes with Zoom, we, we get like a delay and everything. But I think overall, that's going to improve in the future. So um. I think online is going to be a good alternative if something happens. And I think it's a wonderful thing who, for people who, who want to, you know, make use of resources and they can gather it from, from like the top universities just online. Yeah, but you don't, so if I understand correctly, you, you still, of course, think that the campus experience is very important. Yes. And, and do you see the universities actually offering degrees uh, only online for those people who uh, it becomes very costly for them to attend and, and therefore, uh, or will they do it hybrid or will they do both or three things, campus, hybrid, and fully online. So how do you see that? 
so so before the the pandemic i think there there columbia and some universities like georgia tech already offered a um, masters online i believe my my cousin isa pensini was doing her masters in georgia tech online and a master is more doable since it's you know a year two years that you have to to put into it or a year and a half it's in colombia and while an undergrad career i think it's the undergrad experience is also more about the making friends who are going to be your lifelong companions and i think online you would be limited um to have that experience so it's not something i would do but i mean i think a lot of things that could be offered in an undergraduate career and could also be offered online so i don't know how universities will will extend those resources but i do believe that some things um will will go towards online like masters programs i think there's something called in edx nowadays micro masters um which are essentially just like concentrations or specializations in in certain areas of finance of engineering whatever you oh. want to Yeah that's very yeah. interesting but of course it has to be a masters because then mm-hmm. of course you come with your your undergraduate um education well we'll see it's it's a fascinating and evolving uh you know and 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 very uh dynamic uh moment for education so you know it's it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out and how each university solves it you know so yep. i mean it's it's quite fascinating and actually um, interestingly mm-hmm. stanford stanford does already offer um a lot of courses like their machine learning course which is very popular um they do offer it in coursera i believe so mm-hmm. i think this websites or these platforms for university courses are are really growing and particularly with with this pandemic and everything people have been making use of those resources so yes it's it's uh yes i think in the end um the whole pandemic situation at least for education has brought on very interesting solutions and i think also from in our day to day life and so many things that we've learned with it so um and i was wondering is there anything else that you would like to add you have any questions maybe that i've um forgotten to to say is if you'd like to to add something oh i mean maybe i could talk a lot of, a little bit about my extracurriculars in mm-hmm. in colombia like the clubs and organizations i've joined because i think that it, that would be very interesting yes thank you what a good what, that's a good point absolutely i think that's a very interesting um thing to look into and the opportunities of joining clubs that colombia offers are just um amazing there's a club for anything that you could imagine pretty much and if there isn't you have the path to create your own club and it's only a matter of putting together your team you know creating your idea and going through a process of two semesters running the club to to get recognition and then you can receive funding from the university and everything so um on my first year i was very um i was adapting myself to the academic life 
So I put a lot of um, my efforts into more of the academic side of things, but I also took um, some extracurriculars. As I'm part of the Eglison Scholars or a scholar group, I also had to take like a seminar um, on, on research. And that was part of, you know, I had to do like a, a, a research project on my first semester. And that was like sort of a sixth class. So that took a lot of time, but I joined the, I ran for student government as vice president with my, my party as we call them and we won. So, and forming part of the student body was an amazing experience. And we got to, as part of the student body, you're also part of certain committees. And I was part of the finance committee and I got to determine funding for clubs and organizations. And like through ABC, which is the Activities Board of Colombia. And we also participated with JCCC, which is an association between the four schools of Colombia. And it's essentially like, you know, organizations come forward to us with a project and they're like, um, this is like the the distribution of people from C's we have from people from the college who we, who are going to form part of this event and we need this much funding and we're the ones who, who ratify if the, the event they're trying to do or the, the, if they want to go to a convention and they're asking for like a certain funding, we look over the, the expenses or everything that they submit and we, you know, ratify that it's, okay and like we should actually invest in these people going to um their conventions because it's going to be like useful for them to learn and i mean it's it's very interesting i, yes. I love it sounds like it absolutely it sounds like it because you're open to to so many different experiences mm -hmm. you know and 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 of course through the the actual activities of the student body, you met many different people mm -hmm. with different projects at least that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. That's right. And a lot of people came forward to us. They told us about their projects. And I think listening about what clubs and organizations are trying to do as events also opened my mind to, to possible like organizations I would like to create and to um, ideas I have for events and everything. So we did, we did a lot of events as a student body and, you know, especially like, things for for the people in our class and i mean i think one of the most beautiful things that we did was like the tree lighting ceremony the okay. tree lighting ceremony okay. which is in in winter colombia wraps their the trees with like lights and they turn it on in a specific moment and it's like it's completely dark because it's night and then like this lights just power the campus and it's so beautiful and That's a cool ceremony. Wow. As a student government, we handed out um, shirts of like Columbia at Christmas. And I mean, people were just so happy. They formed lines for hours, literally, to get the shirts. And it was like running the logistics of the whole thing and just seeing how happy people were. And like the campus spirit was one of the best experiences I had. Oh, that sounds really, really fun and exciting. And um, I, have, I have a question with uh, election uh, to student government. 
or you're only elected for one year, you're elected for two or for all four years. How does that work? So the the election is for one year. You, you, especially coming in as a freshman, you, you run through a process of about a month where you have to create your own flyers. You have to debate with the other candidates. You have to um, promote yourself. And it's, it's a very fun time, but it's very intense. And uh, the, you know, there's like crashes between people, but you know, we were as respectful as possible with everyone and that didn't affect anything. But um, the process is a very intense one. And after that three to one month period, elections like come in and people vote for who they want in each position in the student body and you get elected for, for that year. So um, upcoming elections are coming up once we're back in campus. And I think it's going to be the same process. And I'm going to run with the same people I did. The, um, at the moment, I'm interim class president because our actual class president left for Stanford. So, um, I mean, we're, we're going to put together one more person for the ticket and we're going to run next semester as well. Great, great. Well, congratulations. And I wish you the best of luck in getting elected again. I think you have a good chance of, of winning again. And so um, I don't know if there's anything else you would like to add before we, we finish the interview. Um, I think that's it for the most part. Okay, well, thank you very much, Angel. You know, it's been a pleasure. And it's been very exciting. I've learned so many new things uh, that I knew nothing about. And uh, thank you really for, for being one of my guests. Thank you for inviting me, Diana. Okay. <laughs>